This is affirming scripture, a sex-positive view of Christianity. How Churches Are Failing Young Christians One in five Gen Z Americans now describe themselves as LGBT. Today, we look at how churches are failing these young Christians, and we examine why millions of young Christians are leaving the church and why some of them are committing suicide. Homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. They are contrary to the natural law. Under no circumstances can they be approved. The Catechism of the Catholic Church We have allowed the enemy to come into our churches. That enemy appears to be gay children, according to Franklin Graham. I'm Elton Sherwin, your host for this series. Thank you for joining us. Originally, I was going to discuss Isaiah in this episode, but when I was finishing up the last episode, I received an invitation from the Palo Alto University Rotary to speak on a topic near and dear to my heart, how churches are failing young Christians. So this episode and the next two came out of that Rotary presentation. In this episode, I discussed the near-universal failure of churches to deal with young queer Americans and the dramatic decline in church attendance. In the next episode, we will deal with the teaching of purity and abstinence doctrines and the damage they have done and continue to do. Then, in the third episode of this series, we will discuss an alternative to these purity and abstinence doctrines and how unmarried Christians can have God-honoring sex and need not live a life of celibacy. On to today's topic, how churches are failing young Christians. There are some surprisingly large benefits to attending religious services. Unfortunately, there is a dark side to religion, particularly for some young adults and members of the LGBTQIA community. Most healthcare professionals, and even many pastors, underestimate the near-miraculous health benefits associated with church attendance. In one of the largest studies of its kind, a team at Harvard's T.H. Chan School of Public Health analyzed data from more than 74,000 women collected over 20 years. Those who regularly attended worship services were less likely to be depressed, they were one-third less likely to die, and they were almost half as likely to divorce when compared with women who did not regularly attend religious services. Wow. Who wouldn't trade an hour a week of their time for a 33% reduction in the likelihood they would die this year? 
But wait, it gets better. In a press release about a separate study, the Harvard School of Public Health announced religious upbringing linked to better health and well-being during early adulthood. Youth who attended weekly religious services reported greater life satisfaction and positivity in their 20s and were less likely to, subsequently, have depressive symptoms, smoke, use illicit drugs, or have a sexually transmitted infection. Let me repeat that. Youth who attended weekly religious services reported greater life satisfaction and positivity in their 20s and were less likely to, subsequently, have depressive symptoms, smoke, use illicit drugs, or have a sexually transmitted infection. You would think, with these benefits, church attendance would be booming. Doctors would prescribe it, a 33% reduction in mortality, a 29% reduction in depression. I mean, if it were a pill, everyone would take it. You'd give it to your kids. But alas, church attendance is not booming, according to the Barna Group, between 2009 and 2020, Weekly church attendance fell from 48% of Americans to 29%. Why are Americans attending church less frequently? According to the Pew Research Center, The nation's overall rate of religious attendance is declining, not because Christians are attending church less often but rather because there are now fewer Christians. According to Pew, between 2009 and 2019, those who were religiously unaffiliated grew from 39 million to 68 million. Wow. Christians are leaving the church in droves. And this exodus is being led by young people. According to Pew, in my parents' generation, only 10% of America said they were religiously unaffiliated. Today, millennials, my children's generation, 40% say they are religiously unaffiliated. This church exodus probably has many factors. However, today I will look at two related reasons that damage many young Christians, cause some to commit suicide, and cause millions more to leave the church. Reason number one, the treatment of sexual minorities. Many young Christians feel themselves as allies of queer people. Almost all Americans, all young Americans, know someone who is a sexual minority, and everyone sees them on TV, at the Olympics, as sports commentators in politics, as military officers, on Modern Family, Johnny Weir, Mayor Pete, etc. They just don't feel like the enemy that they did to our parents or grandparents. And many young men 
no longer feel threatened by gay men. Many young Christians who feel themselves as allies of queer people are not going to be part of churches that won't let their queer friends get married, today what we call non-affirming churches. They instinctively sense the ungodliness of refusing to marry sexual minorities and of refusing to ordain sexual minorities and telling sexual minorities they are sinful unless they are celibate their whole lives. Even in very friendly and welcoming churches, most kids figure out that if their church won't marry same-sex couples, their church must think that something is wrong with queer people. And even if they have not read the research, many young people instinctively know that conservative churches are not safe places for their queer friends. And the research bears this out. The benefits of church attendance do not accrue to queer kids. For queer children, the more devout, the greater the risk. As HuffPost said, Chilling study sums up the link between religion and suicide for queer youth. A chilling study sums up the link between religion and suicide for queer youth. Wow. The increased risk of suicide for queer children appeared in a broad spectrum of churches, apparently including some that are liberal, welcoming, and profess to be inclusive. My advice to parents of queer or questioning children is to find a church that celebrates children like yours, where they will have role models leading various ministries, particularly middle school, high school, and young adult ministries. A recent Gallup poll, the link is in the notes, found that 21% of Gen Z identifies as LGBT. Gen Z, sometimes called Zoomers, includes almost all Americans in middle school, high school, and college. So one in five of these students and young adults describe themselves as LGBT. Most healthcare professionals, parents, and pastors fail to realize the dangers and risks to a child who grows up thinking that they are flawed in the eyes of their God. The anti-trans movement sweeping through conservative America makes it all the more important that queer and questioning kids go to churches that publicly celebrate these rainbow children. I fear the anti-trans movement will cement the decision of millions of young Christians to permanently leave the church behind. If I were the parent of a young queer or questioning child, I could not imagine 
taking them to a church that was not celebrating who they are or who they might be. Churches that refuse to celebrate same-sex weddings are unlikely to be safe for queer children. As we will see, these non-affirming churches, these churches that refuse to celebrate same-sex weddings, seem to have the most sex scandals, and they may not be safe for women and children as well. You don't have to be a statistician to sense the animosity. The following quote from Franklin Graham is read by Descript. We have allowed the enemy to come into our churches. We have allowed the enemy to come into our churches. That enemy appears to be gay children, according to Franklin Graham, the son of Billy Graham. And from the official Catechism of the Catholic Church. Basing itself on sacred scripture which presents homosexual acts as acts of grave depravity. Homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. They are contrary to the natural law. Wow. This biblical case against gay men is incredibly contorted. In my podcasts, particularly episodes 1 through 5, I go through the clobber verses line by line, showing that they do not condemn consensual adult relationships. I was making sure that I was quoting the most current Catholic catechism that states, Homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. They are contrary to the natural law. That is the current Catholic catechism. But as I was searching for it, I found this heartbreaking story. This is from the Human Rights Campaign website. In September 2015, the Vatican's Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. This is the same crew that Galileo ran afoul of. The Vatican's Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith did not permit a transgender man in Spain to serve as a godfather, effectively barring transgender Catholics from serving as baptismal sponsors. Did not permit a transgender man in Spain to serve as a godfather, effectively barring transgender Catholics from serving as baptismal sponsors. Wow. The Vatican statement concluded. The result is evident that this person does not possess the requisite of leading a life conformed to the faith into the position of godfather, therefore is not able to be admitted to the position of godmother nor godfather. One should not see this as discrimination, but only the recognition of an objective absence of the requisites that by their nature are necessary to assume the ecclesial responsibility of being a godparent. Whoa! Upon reading this quote from the Vatican, I immediately thought of Jesus' words in Matthew. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the door, of the kingdom of heaven, in people's faces. Matthew, chapter 23, verse 13. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law, 
hypocrites, for you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. Young Christians are leaving churches that believe homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered, or gay children are evil, or that same-sex couples shouldn't be married. And young Christians are leaving churches that believe trans people cannot be godparents. Increasingly, young Christians are leaving churches that feel unsafe to their queer friends. And there is another reason that young people are leaving. We will cover that in part two of how churches are failing young Christians, the problems with purity. Here is a short excerpt. This is from Julie Ingersoll in her article, Inside the Purity Movement and Its Effect on Evangelical Women, read by Descript. A common example comes from youth groups and summer camps where a pastor or camp director passes around a chewed piece of gum, telling the young women if they fail to protect their purity that is how they would appear to a Christian man looking for a godly wife. If a Christian woman has sex before marriage, she will appear like a piece of previously chewed gum to her Christian spouse. Wow! Join us next time for The Problems with Pured, part two of this three-part mini-series on how churches are failing young Christians. Please send it to others and post it on social media. I'm Elton Sherwin, your host for this series. Thank you for joining us.